How does an independent artist make it in today's music industry without a big fancy record contract or any kind of college degree? The answer? Welcome to the Musician Mastery Podcast, where we're taking a look at the new music business from the artist's perspective and taking you through the strategies that you need to know to navigate this new music economy. I've been in the music business since I was about 15 years old, so I've seen a lot of things, and I'm here to pull back the curtain on the music business. All right, three things you need to know if you want to start a band in junior high, high school, or even college, okay? I've been a musician for a majority of my life. I've been doing shows since I was about 15 years old, and so I've learned some tips and tricks that'll help you have more effective shows at a young age and actually allow you to play in some venues you might not have otherwise been able to play at. So let's just jump into the first thing you need to know. Number one, pick wisely, okay? Whenever you're finding people who you want to be in your band, you have to make sure that you're very strict about who you want in your band. I know a lot of people have friends that are musicians, they're like, hey, you can be in my band and all this kind of stuff. You know, that's not a bad idea. You can have a lot of fun doing that. But at some point, if you have people in the group that are going to take the band seriously and actually want to move it to the next level, and you have other people in that group that are just kind of there for the ride and they don't really care, there's eventually going to be some friction between those members. And if that's your good buddies, that's going to be really tough on y'all's relationship. So what I recommend whenever you're picking musicians for your band, and this actually applies to more than if you're just in high school, junior high, or college or whatever, this applies to if you're picking to be in a band in general, okay? You want to make sure that all the members can get along, right? It's one thing for everyone to flow musically, but it's another thing for everyone's personalities to get along with one another, okay? And that's a really big thing. They always say that one of the things that people regret most in their life is like who they married. And guess what? Being in a band is a marriage. And you know, I'm sure you've heard that analogy before, right? And there's a lot of truth to it. Having been, uh, excuse me, having been on tour with my band, it's kind of felt like that sometimes when you're at close quarters for so long and you're always next to each other and you're going to bed together basically like we have two people to two beds at one point you know and you're like it feels a little bit like a, ma a marriage or a relationship right well you have to kind of treat your band like that now i'm not saying you have to be romantic with each other what i'm saying is you have to be kind to each other you have to have empathy for one another and understand that if someone's having a bad day they probably miss home, right? They had a rough day if it's just rehearsal and they're being kind of crappy. Who knows what someone's going through? We're all humans. We're all individuals going through our own stuff. So we have to make sure that with our band, we show them the same patience that we'd show any other person, especially someone who we really cared about, okay? So number one, pick wisely who you want to be in your band. They're going to be around you a lot, and so why not surround yourself with not only great musicians, but great people as well. All right, number two, you're going to have to make time for this business and for your band because when you're in junior high, high school, and college, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You've got homework, you got essays, you got projects, and then you have extracurricular activities, you have sports, you have clubs. I know some of y'all have really packed schedules. Being a personal instructor to a lot of musicians, whether it's guitar players or drummers or bass players, I've seen lots of kids that have jam-packed schedules. And it's like, wow, like when do you have time to be a kid? But some of these kids are really, really, really busy. And if that happens to be you, where your schedule is just booked, you're gonna have to find some time for rehearsals, right? And make sure every member of your band can commit the same time and everyone can get together at least once a week. That's the bare 
minimum. Now I know sometimes there's extenuating circumstances, people get sick, there's a thing you gotta go to and I can't get out of it, whatever, right? But no matter what it is, you wanna make sure every member of the band can dedicate some time to actually making the band progress, right? To get better, to get the songs tighter, to come, uh, to come up with a new show idea, right? That's a lot of things I don't see people in my apprentice program doing as often as they should, is like formulating what a good show would look like, not just do these songs sound good? Because once the songs sound good, you're just fine-tuning them. So how can you be more productive than just fine-tuning things? This is one of the things that you can do. And this is a whole separate conversation about how to structure your rehearsals, which I've done in this video that's like three rookie mistakes that bands make. If you click on that banner, you can go check that out. But let's go ahead and move it to number three. All right, number three, this is like a really advanced technique, but I wanted to share this with you guys, especially you younger people out there that wanna have shows, but you're looking around at your city and you're like, Dax, there's not a lot of like all age venues that I can play at. Some of them are too big for my band or you know, there's just not a lot of them. Maybe it's just a bunch of bars and dive bars and stuff. I can't play there because I'm under 21. Well, I've got a solution for you. If you go to your secretary of state or maybe you have to go to your county clerk or your recorder's office, there's a bunch of different names depending on where you live and different offices for your state government, but you can basically get an affidavit. And what that will allow you to do is say that, hey, I'm a performer. I'm allowed to play on these stages. You know, it doesn't allow you to drink alcohol or anything, but it allows you to be inside of the premises of venues that are 21 and up, right? Even though you may not be 21 years or, uh, or older. Now here's the sort of like little caveat to this. Because you've got this cool piece of paper that basically says I can book a show here and I can perform on stage. Read it and weep, right? What's gonna happen though is you're gonna have to one, negotiate a little bit with venues because they still may not feel very comfortable with you being in the premises of the venue, right? Because Sometimes there's people that come in and check to make sure you know no one's underage and if they see you and you don't have the affidavit on you, they could get in a lot of trouble. So they're liable if they have a minor in their bar, right? So what you wanna do is always have the affidavit on you when you go to the venue. So that'll negate any risk or liability on not only your part for the show, but also the venue owner for having hosted you. And then the other thing you wanna do with this affidavit is understand that it's only limited to the state for which you got it signed in. So for instance, I got my affidavit signed in Oklahoma. So by the time I was 15 years old, I could play inside bars and no one could really tell me to do anything. But sometimes they would say things like, well, you just have to go on stage when it's time for you to play, play and then get off stage and you have to like leave and go outside. Like, we'll let you play the show, but you can't like walk around the bar and hang out. And I was like, okay, I still get to put on the show. I was like, can I at least go hang out by the merch table? negotiation, right? And they're like, okay, yeah, you can go hang out by the merch table because it's relatively close to an exit. I'm like, okay, see, so you can kind of negotiate with these people, but understand all of that stuff is limited to the state for which you applied for the affidavit. So if you go to Texas or Kansas and you're from Oklahoma and that's where your affidavit is good, that doesn't mean they're gonna let you play at a bar in Kansas or in Louisiana or in wherever. I've been in situations where I've traveled all the way across the country, a thousand miles, like up to like Oregon or Seattle and they didn't let us in because oh there's this rule where you even if you have paperwork and all this we don't let anybody in the bar unless they're 21 years or older and we're like well, crap we only had a couple members in the band that were above the age and the rest of us were under we were under 21 so it's like what do we do we had to come up with some sort of like half of us went on stage to do an acoustic performance I'll tell you one terrible experience we had one time at a house of blues that is no longer around on Sunset Boulevard I believe what happened was we were traveling all the way out. By the way, this is way in the beginning. 
we tried to get a show booked at the House of Blues because we were like, obviously, if you want to have a great show, you got to get booked at the House of Blues, right? That's going to make, you know, that's going to be good for the resume. What happened was we booked this show and we made sure we did our part. We communicated to the promoter, hey, I've got a couple, you know, this is my father at this point talking because he was our manager at one point. He was saying, hey, I've got a couple people in this band that are under 21. Will that be a problem? And they said, no, it's not going to be a problem. They may have to just go in and go out, but that's not going to be a problem. We're like, okay, we've gone, gone through that before. As long as we've communicated with you, we've been open about it. We didn't just like drop the ball on you as soon as we got to the venue. What happened was we get all the way out to L.A. We actually flew out to L.A. So dumb, so much wasting money that we made in the beginning just because we thought that's what you had to do, right? So we flew out to L.A., spent all the money to get there, spent the money to rent gear because we couldn't fly all our gear over in the plane. So we had to rent a bunch of stuff like amps and drum kits and stuff like that. Get to the show, get to the front, and they do not let me or the drummer, Zach, in. Doesn't matter that we had an affidavit for Oklahoma or something. They're like, um, we're not allowed to let you on the premises. You guys can't perform with all four of you. And we had to do some weird situation basically where the singer and the bass player went up by themselves, but the bass player played drums and the singer sang and played guitar and that was our band. Yeah, it was a crazy night. And on top of that, while Zach and I were kind of packing up our gear frustrated, funny enough, LeJean Witherspoon from Seven Dust walks out and was like, what's going on, guys? And we're like, you're the guy. You're, you're the... We started kind of freaking out. And it was just so funny because we were having this like, what is going on? I can't believe... <sighs> you know, it was just, it was a very interesting night in California. I'll tell you that. But... These are the type of things that can go wrong when you're making rookie mistakes starting out and when you don't understand how affidavits work and if they apply to all 50 states and blah, 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 blah. Now, can you apply for affidavits in the states that you're going to go perform? I never personally did that because at some point I started structuring negotiations with the venues because we were on big enough bills that it didn't matter. Um, we would do the X's on the hands and stuff and have to make sure that everyone saw these big, fat, sharpied X's. I'm surprised there's not residual, like, sharpie residue inside my skin from how many times I've had the X on my hand. But it's, you know, it's one of those things that you have to deal with when you're under 21 and you're trying to start a band and you're trying to do all these things. These are some of the roadblocks you may run into. So hopefully this video gave you the information that you needed so that you don't make those mistakes that I've seen made by other bands and mistakes I've made myself in the past, okay? So I hope you got a lot of value from this. If you want to learn more about this kind of stuff, go to musicianmastercourse.com. There's a free training that you guys can watch that goes into depth about what it takes to be successful in the modern era, you know, in the era of streaming and how we can update the band's business model to something that's new and cutting edge and not just the old outdated model that we've seen for years and years and seen frankly lots of bands lose their shirt on so if you're interested in that go to musicianmastercourse.com otherwise thank you so much for being here hope you enjoyed the video and i'll see you guys on the next one